Today, we actually get to sit down with Timothy White, celebrity photographer and partner of the Morrison Hotel Gallery. Now, if you don't know Timothy White, you definitely know his work. He has photographed some of the most famous people in pop culture, James Brown, Guns N' Roses, Whoopi Goldberg, the list goes on. And today, he's actually gonna talk about which hotel in West Hollywood inspired not only him creatively, but also quite a bit of his career. Yeah, I'm really excited to have Timothy White on. He's really an icon in rock and roll photography. He has shot iconic album covers, billboards on the Sunset Strip. Mm -hmm. He's really a fascinating guy, and he's going to talk to us all about what inspired him, how he got into this, and who he uh, has really been inspired by. It's exciting. So let's dive in. Timothy. Yes. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you you so much for joining us. Uh, So I'm excited to have this conversation because you've got quite a storied career, but for context, for those that are are tuning in and, you know, maybe discovering a bit more of your work or putting two and two together that they know your work and you are the man behind that. We'd love to hear a little bit more about your your career. Where were you raised and, and how did you end up here in West Hollywood? (laughs) Um, I was born in New Jersey. (laughs) I started, I don't know. I mean, I got involved in photography somehow. Um, Were you young when you got started? I mean, I played around in high school a little bit with it, but it really, like, not seriously. It wasn't like about the camera or the darkroom or anything Mm -hmm. like that. It was more just kind of taking funny pictures of I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It just and then I, I I went to college for landscape architecture and I mm-hmm. found out it was like all this math and science and I was and like, you were this like, is no. not <laughs> no, this is not me. And I was doing photography at that point and photography kind of really changed as an art form, got appreciated in a different way mm-hmm. um, around that time and I got really interested in it. And I applied to transfer out of school because I was in Arizona and I transferred to the Rhode Island School of Design and studied photography. Amazing. And then from there I moved to New York and like opened up a studio and. And you did a One bit of travel photography first, right? Yeah. And I mean, then and but then you were like, wait, I really want to do more like music and, and Hollywood. Yeah. Is yeah, that I right? mean I started I started in college yeah. like shooting modeling schools and modeling agencies in this gig. Like most everybody else was trying to figure out what they were doing in art school and I was already hustling and, and I learning. Love that. And then I moved to New York and just kind of one thing led to another and met some people who were um, from South America, some artists and started working with them and taking pictures. And I was traveling and I was like, this is amazing, but mm-hmm. this isn't really me. Mm-hmm. And it was more music and Hollywood that interested me. Yeah. yeah. And one thing led to another. Do you remember, was there a particular image that you shot that kind of like helped get you into the whole music scene? Well, mm-hmm. I, you know, I started, <laughs> I, so I left college and I opened up a studio in New York with a couple of friends mm-hmm. and had no idea what we were doing. But, yeah. And I would shoot anything, you know, dog portraits or like whatever it was, real estate, <laughs> like just to make a living. There's a market for that. I, yeah, I guess. I, in fact, I probably should have stayed with it. But um, I don't know. I just started shooting bands and friends who were in bands mm-hmm. and things like that, thinking like, this is where I belong in this area. Yeah. And then... I don't know. Things started to click. And I was also traveling to South America with Mm -hmm. these artists and doing those pictures. And I showed those pictures to Rolling Stone magazine and they hired me right away. That's based on that stuff, which was really great for me. And it it made me feel like I was on the right track. Were those photos of someone notable that you shared with Rolling Stone? No, they were. That was just something. No, I was in. I remember I was in Venezuela and Colombia and I was just shooting everybody like Mm. in town, like just doing portraits of people, some kids, parents, the priest, the hookers, like whoever was in town. I love it. I would do these portraits and I put together this body of work and it kind of showed, I guess, something that that they responded to. I mean, at that time, I was also shooting musicians and doing other things. But when they saw that, I think they saw it at another level and was like, well, if he can do that kind of picture with musicians, then it would, let's give them a try. Mm. That's incredible. So then do you, I, I love kind of like bringing this back into the whole 
West Hollywood. Do you remember your first shoot in West Hollywood? I remember. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and that's a weird question, but. At the time. Okay. So I started shooting for Rolling Stone and like within a year I had a cover contract. So my, my career really ramped up really quickly between like 86 and 88. It went crazy. And so by 88, I was shooting for the magazine, but I didn't have a con contract yet. But I started shooting for the magazine and doing what they'd called the random notes section. And there were small images and it was it was Hollywood people. Yeah. So I started doing some of that and coming back and forth. And then my travel agent who was well connected with the Sunset Marquee here in town and represented Bruce Springsteen and Billy Joel and all these other people that I was working with. Yeah. Um, said, well, if you're going to go to L.A., you should stay at the Sunset Marquee Hotel. <gasps> and so I went and that sort of changed things because I saw something really different. I saw Hollywood in a different way. I saw um, that hotel, which has this sort of musical music pedigree. Mm -hmm. um, and then my subjects were there. So I started to stay there. And then there was a, an airline, which is now Continental. Is there, are they still was, Yeah, Continental was an so airline. So at the time it was something else. And they had $99 flights to LA. And I was like, well, mm. I want to do this. So I'm going to go out there by myself. And I started taking these plane flights, a hundred bucks to LA. Mm. And I was just like a little pup. And I would go knock on every door and I'd get mailing lists and the movie studios and the record companies. And I would go around and say, hey, it's like me. Uh, fabulous like come hire me and <laughs> and and eventually you know one thing led to another so i have a question yeah. already the sunset marquee was hosting these celebs and these music celebrities at that point they're celebrating their 60th anniversary yep. this year mm. of the hotel overall so how deep into it was the sunset marquee at that point like what year was well that? i mean it, this was like 85 86 yeah so, so it was just starting for me but but they were you know, they opened in 63. Right. And wow. um, the hotel, I mean, I got to know, it's still privately owned and I know the owners really well. So I kind of know the story behind the hotel and, and the whole family and, and sort of the basis of how it started and all of that. And so initially it was about celebrity. It was about trying to build a hotel that people would come to um, who were in the business. Right. That's, right. and it makes so sense it, because it's tucked away yet still oh yeah i mean it's right off the sunset strip but yeah. yet it's like this oasis so to answer your question i guess it was already musically popular i mean mm -hmm. the 70s a lot was going on there way yeah. before i was there yeah the sunset marquee really has that in its dna oh that i guess that. right right yep. from the very beginning because yep. you were telling an interesting story about it with from the uh, from hugh hefner and the Playboy Club, right? right the beginnings. Right. So George Rosenthal, who um, who built it, was very involved in real estate and other things mm -hmm. in, in West Hollywood. And um, Hugh Hefner was talking about building a hotel in, in L.A. at that point. This is 63 when they opened. So it was like Playboy opened in 57. So it's only been like a few years. And wow. he just picked up the phone and, and got in touch with Hugh Hefner and said, well, if you're going to do this, um, let's do this together. Like I know West Hollywood and let's build a hotel in West Hollywood. And, and he talked about the, the, the laws and ordinances and things in West Hollywood, which were a little bit looser than the rest of LA. Sure. Um, and so they they befriended each other. And then George opened up the Sunset Marquee. And, and from the, you know, from the beginning, it was a place to, um, for people to come and stay it's, who are in the business. Totally. And well, what's so interesting, I mean, you've had the opportunity to shoot some of the most iconic individuals from the music industry to entertainment and and then also kind of right here in our in our own backyard. I think you've got a photo of Guns N' Roses mm -hmm. that you did yeah. and I believe that was taken here in, in, West, yeah, Hollywood. in West Hollywood Can, on Santa Monica Boulevard. Fun story about that experience? Well, I mean, it was 1988. Again, I was wow. a puppy, you know. My career was really just taking off and it was a great opportunity from Rolling Stone to have me do this 
you know, another assignment for them, even though the pictures yeah. were small. It wasn't covers or, or big stories. And they said, want to shoot this band Rolling Stone? And be, I mean, the Guns N' Roses. And because I was in West Hollywood and in, in L.A. a lot, I, you know, I kind of knew who they were and yeah. what was happening. And But they really hadn't broken yet. Mm, which is cool. So I had this spot that I kept seeing down on Santa Monica Boulevard. There's a liquor store. And um, it had all these neon signs up in front. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's colorful. I don't know would be great for Rolling Stone. So um, I had the guys meet me on the corner and we did these pictures and that ran small in the magazine. And then within six months, their album broke big and they had a Rolling Stone cover. And at that point I had advanced considerably with Rolling Stone as well. Um, and they had me do the cover for them as well. So six months later, that was pretty like quick for a band really. That's a really. very quick turnaround. Yeah, to go from like your first picture in the magazine to the cover. Yeah. That's, that's huge. So, uh, I mean, have there been any times, I mean, obviously, you know, it's like, this is what you do, uh, but have there been any times that maybe you were a little bit nervous to going into a shoot? I know it's a weird, it's no, a strange I mean, question, but like. Every shoot, even today. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have butterflies. You yeah. Know? Oh, I like but that. I, yeah. But I, I don't know. It's probably the way I was brought up or something. Yeah. You know, I had, a, I had a, like a confidence that I could do it. I had to. Exactly. You know, and I think that that helped build my career. I mean, inside, I was definitely nervous all the time. Well, of course, I mean, because you just want to make sure the whole production of it goes well as well. There's a yeah. lot of moving parts and, but also personalities. Yeah. And building a, you know, building a career and all that too. I wanted to, you know, every, every time out, you want to, you want to do better and better and kind of direct your career creatively a certain way. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm from New Jersey, so I like a Jersey attitude. Yeah. I, which is good though. Cause <laughs> yeah, I mean, it worked for me. I mean, it really did. And it was like a confidence that I could yeah. be with anybody. And I mean, to this day, I think about things that I've done and who I've worked with and, and that I was able to, because I was so intent on, on doing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Once I clicked in, once adrenaline started yeah. going, it, like I would direct Al Pacino, you know, to do something. And which then, amazing. then I'd sit back and go, God, I just like did that. And he did whatever I wanted to do. And it has to do with how we relate to each other. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, of course. I mean, it's, everybody has different personalities that they're bringing to the table, regardless of who they are. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's just a person. Do you sort of feel like you, you would tap into just gauge how they were coming across and then maybe try to pull out something different or? Um, I totally read people. Yeah. That's what I'm good at. And so, you know, I made a comment the other day about just being more of a psychologist than a photographer because that, that really my thing was about connecting on some level. But I really think that there was this confidence that whether false or not um, worked for me. Yeah. Especially with people who are used to being doted after and, and being in control and having power. Mm-hmm. And somebody walks on a set and it's usually a photographer and they're just like grabbing their picture. And instead, no, I had to direct them because I didn't, I wasn't the kind of photographer that took pictures, I made pictures. So it was different. Oh, I love um, and that. And so I had to get, you know, what I came to get. And it had to be, I had to please myself. I had to please the studio. I had to please the the agents. I had to please mm-hmm. the talent. I had to please everybody at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I had to come back with what I knew I wanted because that was going to further my career. Yeah. Oh, of course. And make art and, you know, do something that was different. And, and even pull out a different side of people, I think, too. Yeah, if I mean, the reaction, I, I, you know, something we talk about all the time, and I think I, I was talking about it this week with someone about, you know, photography is an illusion. It, it's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. It's not a truth. You know, the only truth is is my opinion. And my opinion is mm-hmm. the editorial decisions I make to, to make that picture, whether it be the fraction of a second I push the shutter, that's an editorial decision, the type of the coloring, the lighting, the, the lens, the the distance, whatever it is, the choices that I make along the way is the only truthful part of a photograph. And it's really subjective and it's my subjectivity. That makes sense. 
Yeah. And so so it's not necessarily an accurate portrait. It's an image of somebody. You know, it's I'm creating an image of somebody. It's not who they are. It's a piece of who they are it is through my eyes. Yeah, I think that's actually really well put. I mean, again, it's like and you're you're capturing that moment in the most authentic way as possible. But, you know. Also yeah, but it's an illusion. It I mean, illusion. the lighting, every <laughs> right. every choice, you know, changes it. I can make, you know, people always say, oh, I don't look good in photographs, you know, but no, I can make you look ugly or I can make you look beautiful in photographs. <laughs> Anybody, because that's the nature that's of the tools that are at my disposal and the nature of the medium. Yeah. So, uh, you know, bringing it back to kind of West Hollywood, um, I mean, it's obviously y- your career has it's been such a monumental part, I think, of your career yeah. as far as like you found yourself like at this home and this sort of hub here um, and that it is also this hub to the music and entertainment industry as well. How has your career sort of been influenced by West Hollywood or been inspired by it? Or well, Certainly by the Sunset Marquee Hotel. I yeah. mean, I've spent my life there. It's really, it's really interesting. I look back now and go, I can't believe it. I can't believe how many years it's been. But it became my home. It became my identity when I... It still is, you know, when, when I moved here eventually, um, I was like, what would it have been like if I didn't have the Sunset Marquee? Because it's my base in so many ways, because my clients stay there, my subjects stay there. Um, it became because of my relationship with the owners and with the staff of the hotel and my, my sense of freedom at Mm -hmm. the hotel, I could walk around and, you know, and feel really comfortable there. And that gave me, um, a home in a way. Um, professionally as well as literally a home yeah. because when I moved here, I lived into the hotel in the hotel for a year and a half, which is which is incredible. So okay, so you ended up moving your your studio here, and I'd love to hear a little bit more, you know, about the Sunset Marquee. But I think this is really unique because not all, first of all, not all hotels have this, but um, unique to the Sunset Marquee, they've got the Morrison Hotel Gallery. Right. So, and you are one of the partners of that. Right. How did that come about? Well. Again, this is many, many years of yeah. coming back and forth here mm-hmm. and being being super comfortable there because I stayed there all the time. I mean, I, at one point I had an old car, I had like a, I had a 67 Cadillac. I used to keep it in the garage at yeah. the Sunset Marquee and then I go back to New York. And so I lived in New York, but all my work was L.A. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of like being on vacation. They flew me like every other week to come back out here. My assistants and I would stay at a hotel. And I'd stay a couple of days around the pool after my shoot. Amazing. Um, yeah. And it was it was kind of a great, you know, bi-coastal life. That's in, really great. In a, in a, in a big way uh, during, for a long time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and then I, I started with this gallery in New York. Um, it's, it was opened 22 years ago in New York called the Morrison Hotel Gallery. And it's named that because my partner, Henry Diltz, who's a photographer who is also a very important part of West Hollywood because Henry really documented the Laurel Canyon music scene from like 65 to 75. I mean, he's, he's the guy. He yeah. really did it. And he shot the Doors mm-hmm. um, Morrison Hotel album cover. And so he and another partner of ours, um, Peter Blotchley, who was an executive at um, Capitol Records for many years, they got together and did a pop-up in New York and they put Henry's um, Doors Morrison Hotel image in the window. And it was a very successful pop-up. And they were like, oh, well, this is great. But we can't just do a pop-up. It's got to be like, like we got to get more photographers and make yeah. it a real gallery if it's going to be this successful. And they said, well, what do we call it? And they looked in the window and there was the, the picture of the Doors Morrison Hotel Amazing. album cover. And it was, you know, the, the, the writing Morrison Hotel is on a window. And it just sort of made sense. And, it, and it, it, graphically, it really worked. Yeah. And so that's how the hotel, um, that's how the gallery got its name. And then I became one of the first photographers. And then I was... Um, a photographer for, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 years with the, the gallery before I became a partner. And I started to do things to help them um, curate, bring in other photographers, things like that. And they said, well, why don't you be a partner? And I was like, well, I don't know. And then I was out here at the hotel 
And I was like, you know, if we opened one in this hotel, it would really make sense. It would it really work. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it would be so symbiotic with the, the pedigree, with the history of this hotel, um, the DNA of the hotel. And so I pulled George and Mark Rosenthal and Rod Gruendijk, the general manager, um, out to lunch and said, I got an idea. You've got a gallery in the lobby, but it's, eh, it's okay. Let's, let me take it over and let me curate for the whole hotel and put our images everywhere. And I think it'd be really great. And they said, yeah. So for those that, you know, might not be familiar with the gallery, what, and they're coming to West Hollywood, what can they expect from, from coming Well, in? that's the other thing. The Morrison Hotel Gallery, we represent 125 photographers Amazing. and it's all music, photography, and entertainment. So, so it's cool. so, yeah, it was so in tune with the, again, the, the DNA of the hotel. And so people walk in and not only is the decor of the hotel now, mm -hmm. which is all of our work and all of these photographers, amazing iconic images of all of these famous subjects, but the gallery's there. And so they kind of walk around, experience it all. It's it's part of an experience at the hotel. I'm curious, the gallery in New York, is it located in a hotel? Um, it's not, although we're talking about it because it's been so successful at the West Hollywood, at, at the Sunset Marquee, yeah. yeah, in West Hollywood. I mean, think about it. People come into the hotel, they see the gallery, they might not even know what it is. Mm -hmm. um, and then they walk around the hotel and they get this experience of all the imagery everywhere and they're starting now to feel what the hotel right. is about. But mm -hmm. you've got two, three, four days of people staying there to come back and forth and, and come into the gallery eventually. So so you've got a few days to to kind of get them excited about, about the work right. um, and to make a sale. Right. Um, where in New York as a gallery, it's, it's more a destination. People go there specifically and it's a one stop. Um, so if they're really looking to buy photography, they'll come into the gallery and, and purchase. But at the marquee, you've yeah. got... You're living with it every day. And yeah. you eventually yeah. are like, I have to have that in my house as yeah. well. Right? Yeah. yeah. Look, music is communication. Yeah. Um, music is um, is this human emotional thing that happens. Um, and it just resonates with us all. And the photographs that, that all of these photographers have taken is just an extension of that emotional um, reaction to the music and um, and you get to take it home. And, um, Do you and play music it. at your shoots? Um, at my shoots, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what did, would you, how do you choose what you play? I mean, in the early days we used to like really make tapes for like all the shoots so that it was unique. Oh, I love that. I remember there's a picture of mine actually at the Sunset Marquee of, of Ray Charles on the wall. <gasps> the picture's on the wall at the Marquee yeah. of Ray Charles that I had taken. And I remember my assistant, we had made this music um, the night before just for Ray because we were such a fan. And we, we found all this obscure, really early Ray. Oh, cool. And we put it on and he just responded like crazy. It was like, oh, that's my guitar player from 1947 or whatever. You know, it was it was like a big deal to him. And he reacted and that then that's the picture. And it's so there in the picture. Oh, I love that. I mean, again, it's like it really is tying in the, the photography with the music. I mean, it, it is. Right. It, it goes such hand. And now it's Spotify or, you know, whatever. It's, yeah. it's easy to make a playlist. So. Well, yeah, yeah, it's easier yeah. than the... But at the time, my assistant would stay up like all night making new <laughs> tapes for the next day. Back in the day. Back in the day. That's so cool. <laughs> so, I mean, so naturally, I mean, your experiences are so cool and unique, especially to this to this area, to West Hollywood. And you get what it's all about, you know, certainly through your lens. Um, but let's say you were describing it to somebody that hasn't been here before. What in your mind makes West Hollywood a unique destination? Well, I'm all about history. So mm -hmm. first there's the history that's yes. here. Um, it's this enclave. It's this little city within a huge city. Sure. Um, it's a walking town. It's, it's very diverse. Mm -hmm. um, there's just a, a a lot of things that that make you feel like you belong here, where the whole of LA makes you feel a little overwhelmed because it's just so huge. Yeah. Um. And, and West Hollywood is, is a bit more compacted. 
um, relative to the Hollywood experience. You know, I think there's specific places that are really, really important in, in this town. The hotel, some of the hotels, the restaurants, the location, the views. You know, the Sunset Strip is so unique. Again, I'm really into history, so I really understand all of its history. I studied it. I read it. It's my interest. So um, I have a real strong sense of, mm-hmm. um, of what the city's about. And, and it, it is really monumental when you sit back and you think about what's impacted and influenced our notion of pop culture and entertainment and knowing that so much of it got started here. Yeah. I mean, that's that's rich and to kind of, to be able to touch it and still experience it. I yeah. mean, that's... And the transition on the Sunset Strip from, oh, from yes. its elegance and glamour of yes. the 30s and 40s, mm-hmm. 50s even, um, into sort of the the youth movement that that changed in the 60s and sort of took over the strip and then made totally. it a completely different experience, yet still an important part of the city. Oh, 100%. You know, and so that's that's really interesting to me. And then now today, I'm curious, mm-hmm. your feelings about the Sunset Strip today. Because yes. now it's kind of an interesting mix. We always talk about there being kind of this renaissance on Sunset with the luxury hotels, but still we have, you know, the Roxy and the... Whiskey. Yeah, I think they'll, they'll you know, I, I think even if the whole corridor becomes something much more modern and something much more about today in terms of its real estate, in terms of its businesses, the Roxy, the Whiskey, um, the Viper, they could still stay. They could still be a part of it. it look, at everything changes. That's, yeah. that's just it life. Evolves. But yeah. You know, there's something else about West Hollywood that's so unique. You look forward to the Gay Pride Parade. You look forward to mm-hmm. Halloween. You look for, like there's things that go on in this town. Yeah. Um, on any given Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, if, if you're up at 10, 11, yeah. 12 o'clock at night, you drive down the strip, you see there's something happening. It's buzzing. Um, yeah. And it's very different because, you know, people in LA go to bed early. Yeah. Um, it's about <laughs> being home, that kind of thing. But there's this whole other sort of nightlight that exists. And I'm not sure it exists as concentrated any place else in the city as it does on the Sunset Strip. That's the key word, concentrated. Yeah. And it really is because, I mean, there is so much buzz and life happening here. And, and it is this notion of come as yourself. What, there, there's something for everybody here, and and it, I think it it makes it a fun place to go out and be out about and yeah. meet other people. Something for everybody thing is music. Mm-hmm. Just on the strip, each club, each little venue has a completely different style of music, which is really interesting. You still have the troubadour doing what it's yeah, done um, for so long, for so long, for so long. So okay, well, made I love, careers. Yeah. Oh, and that that's another. That's a huge thing. It's definitely where careers. Have gotten started. If I may, I don't mean to interrupt you, Please. but there's, there's also a, as a photographer and as a curator and as a gallery owner, I'm, I'm so interested in it, in it all and I'm always looking for new things. Mm-hmm. And so I find imagery from photographers who may not have had the big career, but were there at the moment. Yeah. So they were at the whiskey the first time the doors played there, that oh. kind of thing, and took pictures. And so we're, I'm always trying to... Um, to collect and find the, those those images, and believe me, there's there's tons of it around still. It's there. Yeah. And again, when you think about it too, that wasn't that long ago, but it but it is really fascinating to just yeah. kind of like see it come to life. So let's say you've got a friend coming into town. Um, what's a must see thing that they should do? I know. You can list a couple things. You can list a couple I things. I mean, everybody's got their own style. Yeah, uh, to, to me, it's true. about, well, okay, I'll give you a really funny example. Okay. Though my, my sisters live on the East Coast and they come to visit me once a year. Sure. And I don't let them stay at my house. I put them up in the hotel. Okay. <laughs> Understandable. But it's not just because I don't want them in my house. It's also like... The experience Yeah, they get to experience mm-hmm. what goes on at the marquee. And mm-hmm. that is an experience. And I don't mean to dwell on the Sunset Marquee, but it is no, a big part of no, my life. No, it's part of it, your and history. And it's a big part of West Hollywood's yes. history as well. And the thing about it that makes it so unique and why I... Even 
you know, in, include my, my sisters there as part of it, is that it's a horizontal hotel. It's not a vertical hotel. And so there's these grounds, there's these gardens, mm-hmm. there's this there's this open air dining restaurant. The people that walk through it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you go to the hotels and you walk in the lobby and you go to your elevator and you go to your room. Mm-hmm. That's not the case at the marquee. You're walking around all the time. Um, and so you see people and you get a feeling yeah. for what goes on there and why people stay there repeatedly. Yeah, I think that's why it's so surprising. West Hollywood is what? two square miles. It's yep. such a small city. So, you know, naturally people assume it's such an urban oasis, which it is, of mm-hmm. course, because we have that. But the Sunset Marquee is so unique because it's three and a half acres mm-hmm. right off the Sunset Strip. It's kind of crazy. And most you know, people that come is. say, I didn't know this was here. Right. A, a lot of people say that. Oh. And and it is. In, and I think it's also once you're there and you're on the grounds, it also, you know, people their walls come down a bit because mm-hmm. it's like, if you're here, I'm here. You know, it's like there's a sense of camaraderie because it's like you're, you're all in the know of this oasis. So yeah. it's, it becomes this really special place. Is that Julia Roberts over there having lunch? Yeah. Is that, <laughs> exactly. you know, yeah, it's, it's like that. We, but that makes it so, so magical. And especially like if you are not based here, but even being based here, I think that's part of the magic of it. Yeah. As well, so you get that. So to answer your question that I yes. danced around, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a restaurant guy, so yeah. there's, there's specific That's restaurants. Great. I mean, Madeo's in town is really really oh, important so for good. me. You know, I like the hotels, uh, and you know, I like the Sunset Plaza for for lunch or for dinner. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly the Marquee because it's such a great outdoor yeah. dining experience. Uh, you know, I. I take people on a tour. I get in the hills. I drive around because most people from out of town like have no idea what yeah. it's really like. And that really gives them a good sense of, of what Hollywood and West Hollywood in particular. Is and about. we really are right at the, you know, the, at the bottom of the hills. And so it's like to be able to drive up and see all the, the wonderful homes. I mean, it's again, the location is so perfect. Any hidden gems, like a place that, and it could even be like a recent place that you've discovered that you're just, or, or it's just one of your spots that when you've got your, maybe it's your family coming in town or something that you're like, I have to show you this. I mean, I take them to to Soho House only because you don't get a view like that yeah, anywhere that um, in town. That view is amazing. So that's kind of really special. Um, you get to, you, you can also like kind of point things out because when you, again, when you come here and you fly on an airplane and you come, you start to land at LAX <laughs> yeah. and you come over LA and you just go, oh my God, this is it's like the expensive. biggest place. Yes, it's so expensive. So once you get here, you can go up to a place like that and you go, oh, this is where Beverly Hills sits in relation to West Hollywood. Yeah. And this, that's where that, where downtown is, how far away mm-hmm. it is, but yet it's still a part of this, of this city. Yeah, it, it is. Again, there is this like special like magic here just in the mix of everything. Um, There's Kuntz hardware. Where, I, oh, I there did, you go. Kuntz I mean, hardware. Where do you find a hardware store like that? I, um, but, but actually, you true. know what? That is a really great example because, again, you're not even <laughs> you're not thinking about a hardware store in the middle of West Hollywood, you know, but people live here and we need it. And yeah. then you go in and it's floor to ceiling, everything. And so it's it, it just it, it's rare. It's rare. But it, you know, it's, it is this small enclave in the midst of something <laughs> yes. much bigger, but yet it's all here. You got everything you want. And then, of course, there's Barney's Beanery and, and Yugo's that have been here forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are, you know, those are great places. You've got a very different and unique perspective on this. I mean, it's also like it's your life and you've lived here. So obviously when people want to travel, they want to have that sense of living here like a local. Yeah. You know, again, it's it's accessible. Mm-hmm. I, I can only use my experience to give you. No, that's what know, we so want. I would also, my base was was the Sunset Marquis. So I would do photo shoots and I'd have them come to my room and we'd do Amazing. hair and makeup in my room. But then there's an alley down off of La Cienega yeah. that I know about. And I just love the the way the telephone poles, you know, form this vortex down the valley, uh, down the alley. And I would get an old car and bring it in there. So so I know the city a little bit different than mm-hmm. others because I'm always looking at it in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's not from a tourist mindset. Yeah. It's more from a, how can I 
use it visually and get everything that I need from it. I also ride my motorcycle around a lot. and so I, I, I've heard about this mo- motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> it's and I loud, also, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a little <laughs> loud. Yeah, they don't like it. And I, I'm a runner, so like a run in the mornings and you get to, you get to see and know things about, you know, when you're on the street in a different way than just Completely. in a car. Yeah. Um, that's which a is, really great point. I mean, we always talk about how West Hollywood is walkable. Yep. And mm-hmm. nobody thinks about, like you talk about how expansive and horizontal the city is. Nobody walks in LA, right? But they do in West Hollywood. They, absolutely. Yep. And, you know, getting through the neighborhoods, I think, is what's so special. Because you'll stumble across an interesting boutique that you can shop in or an interesting coffee shop that mm-hmm. you might stop into that you wouldn't see if you're just driving through. Yeah. And this is that kind of place where you can do that. Sitting outside of a restaurant on Sunset Plaza is a really kind of great feeling. Uh, sitting outside, like on the street, where I don't know if right. you do that in many other places yeah. in LA, maybe downtown, but where were these little neighborhoods maybe, but I don't know, there's a different feeling of doing that. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I know that we talked a lot about the Sunset Marquee, other favorite hotels, restaurants here that are just, I mean, there's so many that are part of the fabric of the city. Yeah. People always said to me, because I was such a New Yorker, um, growing up there and everything was, you know, don't you feel, you know, it's so different. It, it doesn't have the same excitement or the same thing, but everything is here. It's, it's just, yeah. and then some, and then of course the weather, which is why we're and all the, here. It's all Although about. this year it's been a little, <laughs> little wet, but we'll take it. It'll dry out. It's yeah. fine. It is, but it is, it, again, it does have that mix of that big city, yet there is this accessibility factor. By the way, I love that you mentioned that going running in the neighborhood, because I mean, I'm always such a, I too do that. And that is such a different way to see the city that you might know about certain locations. And it's when you're on your your feet and then you're like, oh, that's where this place is. Well, that's great. You know? and especially in a city that's about a, a, a car. It's a car culture. So you're always yes. in your car. Um, in the summer, it's warm. You've got your air conditioning on. You've got your radio on. You know, you're, you're, it's your office in L.A. because mm-hmm. you spend so much time in it. And so you, you, you miss things. Well, this has been so exciting. I'm have... just curious, what's next for you, Tim? Yes, I mean, you've had please such, tell us. You know, an iconic career, and you've shot so much. Is that you know that just keeps coming? It just next. keeps coming. I mean, we're, yeah. we're, we're growing. The gallery's growing, so that's a big part of what I do. I've kind of taken on this role of like marketing and kind of a creative director, and so I direct the the social media and the um, the the website and our newsletters and sort of the look of the vision for the company. So that's like a whole nother thing that I've kind of taken on still shooting. And, um, that's really interesting for me that I'm still relevant in some ways. And I try and keep myself relevant. So I'm working with artists who are much younger and doing different kinds of things. I'm really involved in, um, in digital technology now and kind of involving myself in web three, you know, working on a, a, a podcast that I think we're going to do, um, around, um, the imagery and the photographers through the gallery um, and you sort of use the Sunset Marquee as its base. Documentary, you know, like, you know, kind of Always building there. on my on my archive and, and right. the career and, and all of that. Well, it's really impressive. And we're really excited to have you here talking about not only West Hollywood, mm-hmm. which is so important to us, and having more people internationally and domestically come and visit. You know, I think you're a big reason why that continues to happen. So we'll make sure they... Get over to the Morrison Hotel Gallery. Yeah, yeah, come visit us. Absolutely. Come, to, you know, come to the hotel because it's a, it's really an experience. Something else, you know, we do is the, these events there all the time, and those events, mm-hmm. which are usually thematically related to an exhibition we have going on, whether it be hip hop or whether it be, uh, you know, something like right now it's the 50th anniversary of David Bowie's Aladdin Sane thing, so oh, we're doing wow. a big Aladdin or David Bowie thing this month, um, and we throw these parties and people come to these parties, like hundreds of people show up at the Sunset Marquee and it's become an experience. People are like, well, when's your next one? And so then that that's part of um, the hotel's experience. It's part of an experience we create, but it's also part of Hollywood, yeah. or West Hollywood. 
and with, people can come to that. Yeah, absolutely. Is yeah, it? it's open. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. That's great. Yeah, I mean, we obviously send out, um, you know, Invitation. an invite and stuff, yeah. but it's not like a, a, you know, a VIP thing. It's, right. It's open to the public. Very cool. Very neat. Oh, I love it. Well, this has been such a wonderful conversation. I mean, again, like you know, your breadth of work and what you've, and how it's related to West Hollywood, kind of bringing it to life. It's been so wonderful to get to talk to you and just Thank hear uh, all of your stories as well too, and your insights. You know, through a different Thank lens. You. Thanks very much. No pun intended. Yes. No, you, you did. And it was <laughs> I good. did. I intended it. I know. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Pleasure.